This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. happy voices on and we're gonna do a fun podcast it's gonna be great you'll be glad to know that i do not have bedrock stuck in my head yet this week oh okay i mean that's like a change from last week i thought you were gonna say i don't have bed lice i don't have bed lice either okay well you know that's like very rude of you to rub up in my face did you ever have lice when you were a kid no (gasps) you you? lucky bitch oh my god i got lice three times when i was a child disgusting they loved my beautiful clean head were you just like sticking your head in like a ball pit (laughs) full of bad children no i just think lice are attracted to clean hair beautiful Beautiful. (laughs) lice are attracted to beautiful women and me as a beautiful five-year-old uh with beautiful clean like white blonde hair they were really into it well how do you fix lice you put like mayonnaise in your hair i did Oh my oh. god, my mom put mayonnaise in my hair and I, I, Christina, <laughs> I swear to god, I have not eaten mayonnaise since. <laughs> it just reminds you of lice. Picture me. It's 2001. This is like such a clear memory that I have. Is this post or pre-9-11? I think it's post, yeah, it was post-9-11. <laughs> no, it must have been pre because we didn't move. We moved to DC before 9-11 and this was in Phoenix. It's me and my dad. <laughs> Sitting in the living room in our house in Phoenix, watching the news, which I believe at the time was covering the Florida recount of the 2000 election. Oh, wow. TBT. I have a shower cap over my head that is just full of mayonnaise. (laughs) And you just let it sit for like, I don't know, half an hour. And it smothers them. It kills them. I'm just imagining your dad like dipping french fries. But like like, legitimately, I have not eaten mayonnaise since. This is a pro mayonnaise podcast. I love mayonnaise. Ugh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I never had lice because I was a good child with dirty hair. (laughs) You just had a dirty head. They didn't want to be on your head. I had chicken pox though. Ew. I know. And I called. I was like two, and I didn't know how to say it, so I called it the chicken fox. (laughs) Which is pretty cute. And my mom was like heavily pregnant with my sister at the time, so I was covered in chicken pox. Ew. She was really like she had a ton of morning sickness, so she would throw up by the toilet, and then I would stand right by her and I pretend that I was throwing up too. (laughs) Covered in chicken pox. Yeah. Like with your dirty hair. (laughs) Yeah. That was terrible. What an awful image. So how are you? What's going on? 
I'm pretty good. It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm going home to Texas. But I'm going to get a sunburn. I'm going to eat a bunch of food. You're going to go in the pool. I'm very jealous. I'm going to send so many pool selfies to you and only to you because uh, all my followers are little rats <laughs> and don't, des- don't deserve those anymore. <laughs> are you doing anything fun for Memorial Day? Honestly, well, I keep forgetting that it's Memorial Day already. It feels like May has gone really fast. Like, that's such a stupid thing to say. No, it's true. I don't really have any plans. I'm probably going to go see my parents. And that's it. That's really all I've got. I'm sorry. That was so boring. I'm not going to go to the pool. I'll probably just go to the gym a lot. Is there a pool at your gym? There, Yeah, well, it's indoors. Oh. Do you want to talk about hockey instead of what I'm not doing for Memorial Day weekend? Yes, let's do that hockey. Well, it happened. After almost 35 weeks, over 35 weeks of me shitting on the Sharks for the entire season. You did it. The San Jose Sharks have been eliminated. You did this all by yourself. I helped a little bit, but it was mostly you. Yeah, like you like jumped on at the end. You were like, you were like on it with Mm -hmm. me. But honestly, this has been my battle from the beginning. The Blues did not win. Christina won. Mm -hmm. And the San Jose Sharks are gone. And wow, 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 wow. Only the refs could have saved them. (laughs) And they didn't. And they chose not to. They actively chose not to. Wes McCauley actually got injured. And I think he faked it as a ploy to get the Sharks to lose. He's a king. I love him. Yeah, he did it for you. Yeah, he wants to eat some ice cream with Mitch. He fell on his own sword. Thank you, Wes. I'm pretty happy. You know, like, I... Are you? I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) It's been interesting, like, reading all of the pieces about the Sharks hitting bounce, just because they're all talking about, like, oh, this is why it's so hard to win the Stanley Cup, because this team that's engineered to win it couldn't win it. I'm like, "Mm, were they really engineered to win it? I'm not sure. I mean, like, if you neglect something, like, your goaltending for the entire season, which they have been. If you don't try and make any changes to the Martin Jones situation before the trade deadline, you're really banking on, like, two players. And those two players (laughs) are Eric Carlson and Brent Burns, (laughs) which I respect, but also, yeah, injuries happen. So Brent Burns has has only been playing like himself for maybe a fifth of the season. He's been very, I mean, he's not a super injury prone player, but he's been suffering from like a groin injury for almost the entire season. And knowing this and knowing that your goaltending is, his save percentage was below 0.9 for the entire season. I don't know how you can say this is a well-oiled machine of a team and they didn't do anything to fix their goaltending situation because their backup goalie wasn't any better. No. And also, who was he? I have no idea. They started him a couple of times when they were playing. Might yeah. as well have been invisible to me. Yeah, th- it was really funny in the last like couple minutes of the last Blues-Sharks game. They had the they had the what I like to call the pull-out cam on... <laughs> Martin Jones. And I'm like, why are they even doing this? Like, he could be in the net. He could be out of the net. It wouldn't matter. So I'm really happy about this. I've enjoyed reading the comments because there's like a lot of people who are really mad at Eric Carlson. Why? For being injured? For being injured, essentially. And they're like, yeah, the Sharks should not sign him again. I'm like, the Sharks would be borderline psychotic not to try to go after him again. Well, they're all like, they should sign uh, Thornton and Pavelski again, but not Carlson. I'm like, that is... That is some hockey man bullshit. <laughs> I have never heard a worse take than that. That's awesome. Incredible. That's great. So what was it? Game six was last night and Eric Carlson, Tomas Hurdle, and Joe Pavelski 
were all out of the lineup. They were all too beat up from the previous week and a half to play. Carlson didn't even travel. Uh, I don't think Hurdle did either. Oh, wow. Which is kind of a testament to how heavy the Blues play. Mm-hmm. Um, th- They were willing to go after these guys very consistently from the beginning of the series. And that kind of strategy really paid off for them. It, it almost feels like hockey cliche to like say like the Blues are a big, heavy, physical team. We are going to get so sick of hearing that over, like, the next two weeks. Oh, my God. Because that's all people are saying about the Bruins and the Blues. I get it. They play heavy. I get it. We understand. And also, the weird thing about... I'm going off on a tangent here, but the weird thing about saying that is that, like, the Bruins only have a couple of defensemen who are... Only a couple of their top defensemen are over six feet tall. Like, they have a bunch of little dudes. Wide boys. (laughs) Compact boys. We love a tiny, a tiny, thick man. This is why you lift with your knees, not your back. That's right. And I, I almost wonder, like, how much of Boston's reputation as being, like, a heavy-hitting team is just because they're Boston. Oh, totally. I personally don't think that they play with any less skill and any more physicality than, like, a team in the middle of the road like that. Like, like Dallas. Like Dallas, yeah. I mean, like they have Dallas has some big boys, but you know, where they really shine is their offense. And I feel like that's the same thing for Boston, too. You look at Patrice Bergeron's beautiful face and you tell me that this is a squad of goons. I don't think it he's is beautiful. truly not. I think he's like really interesting looking. I don't think he's hot. I think he's so hot. His nose is too fucked up. I love that we have tried to start talking about the Blues, immediately segued into talking about how great the Bruins are. And I think in the back of our minds, it's just because the Roxy Fever boys got so mad at us for our Bruins takes this week that we should just keep doing it. Let's just do a full hour. Shout out to the Roxy Fever boys for being racist against Boston. (laughs) Uh, Just because you're from British Columbia doesn't mean you're better than us. Suck on that. So I think a fun thing to do would be to test our knowledge of uh after 35 weeks of covering the nhl okay. how many blues players can you name without cheating oh oh i can do this i can do at least i'm gonna say i can do at least six <laughs> is that bad is that That's more like... or less than you thought i would be able to do well i mean it's just funny because i feel like we can name like at least 10 players on any other i team. bet i can do more than six are you testing me I mean, I only think I can do, like, three. Okay, you go first. Bennington. Racist. Yes. His name is not Bennington Racist, but he is a racist. Jordan Bennington. Um, uh, fuck. Pat Maroon, hometown boy. Nice, nice. Uh, Sarsenko. Good. That's three. Sweet King. Uh, oh. See, this is where it gets really hard. <laughs> oh, uh, Perron. Yeah, David Perron. Good, good. Uh, Colton, I'm from Alaska and went to college. Okay, so this is where I take over. <laughs> That's all I can do, yeah. Colton Pareko. Good job. Michael Delzato, deep cut. <laughs> That's like, does he even travel with the team <laughs> Literally, anymore? Literally, I have no idea. Um, Tyler Bozak. Bozak Yellow. Has that ha- has everyone done that joke yet? I think everybody did that joke like four years ago. Okay, thank you. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, this is like the Who Weekly of teams. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. You have to do more than me. Come on. Who's their backup? Um, wait, Jaden Schwartz. Yeah, I know that name. Um, something Bowmeister. I don't know. Hold on. Wait, let me actually look this up. No, no, you can't cheat because it's going to show you whenever you Google him, it's going to show other Blues players. No, it's not. Jay. Okay, I was close. Jay Bowmeister. Okay. Um, Can you do one more? I really can't. Oh, fuck. The one who lives with the Kachucks. The one with two first names. 
Oh my god. Uh, fuck. It's Tyler. Tyler. Something, right? Ma- no, fuck. I almost said Tyler Myers. That's not it. Okay, let's look it up really quick. Okay, I'm googling Chuck a Chuck orphan child. <laughs> Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas. Wow, we were so wrong. <gasps> wow. Okay, so that was that had to be what ten between us. That's pretty good. Yeah, so our friend of the pod, Namita at NN Stats, tweeted a very a very good tweet that the amount of names that you can recall from the Blues roster shows how much of a pervert you mm-hmm. are. I feel like we are at top pervert status. Yeah, I think that we really couldn't have done any any better or worse. So who did we miss? Um, oh, we missed Alex Petrangelo, who's literally their captain. Uh, <laughs> we missed Braden Shen. Sorry. Oh my god. How did we miss Braden Shen? That's pretty bad. Uh, we miss Robert Bertuzzo. We miss like we miss every defenseman, basically. <laughs> All their big bruising defensemen that they're famous for. We're like, fuck that. Sorry, guys. We'll do better next time. That was a good game. We only like see uh, team contributors like Delzato. Yeah, like Michael Delzato, who really gives his all to the team. <laughs> anyway, I'm rooting for them in the cup, I think. Oh, yeah? Because the Blues haven't won. They've never won the, the, they've cup, never won the cup. I just want to go through. Okay, let's go way back in time to the beginning of this season. Let's just take a look back at how far the Blues have come. So preseason... There was a lot of a lot of talk about them being dark horse yeah. contenders, and wow, those people probably feel really smart right now because that was a really good guess. They really lucked their way into that one. Yeah. So they had, yeah, they had really high expectations over the summer. They traded for Ryan O'Reilly. They signed David Perron from Vegas. They signed Pat Maroon. They signed Tyler Bozak. And then the season started. They were terrible, just dog, dog shit. shit awful. They fired their coach halfway through the season. They brought in what's his name to be the interim coach. Technically, they still don't have a head coach. He, he seems to be doing perfectly fine. So that's good. You'll love to see it. So then we fast forward to, I don't know, whenever they got a puppy, December. They got a puppy in December. Correlation or causation? Who can say? But anyway. Okay, so did were they fighting in practice before or after they got the puppy? Right before. Yeah. Like mere hours before they got the puppy. This is a team that was, they were literally fighting each other in practice. And now they're, they're going to be in the Stanley Cup. So cut to the first week of January this year. They had the fewest points in the NHL and they were, they were in last place, like more or less. And so now they have become the first team to be in last place after January 1st and win a playoff series. Good job. Get you a team who could do both. Lose and win. (laughs) And so who else arrives in January? Jordan Biddington. Again, I do think it was the puppy that turned it around. I do not think it was Jordan Bennington. But everybody says that Jordan Bennington turned their seasons around. They called him up from their AHL. He was literally the fourth option on their depth chart of goalies. He was numero quattro. I will say, I don't think this is just him being hot. I think he's just an all-star goalie. Like, here's how obscure Jordan Bennington was. Like, here's how far down on their list he was. He was so far down on their list that last year he got loaned out to the Providence AHL team because the the <laughs> Blues don't even have an affiliate team. So mm-hmm. instead, the Bruins affiliate team took him. This trash child. They also thought that Pat Maroon was going to end up getting traded, which would have been tragic. That would have been so sad. It would have been really sad because he scored probably an all-time great goal for them. That's franchise history right there. And that's the reason he's not going to get eated in the offseason. Because a little secret between you and me, Pat Maroon, not very good at hockey. <laughs> not super great at hockey. <laughs> yeah, like you see, you see, he's one of those. I feel like he's like a very old school player. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know totally, I mean? like, totally. 
he doesn't play a game that is similar to the one that's being played now. I'm happy for him. Like, I'm happy he got the goal. But, like, that's the only reason. I'm happy for his adorable child. Yes. So what do you what do you think about Johnny Bennington? Do you think he's the real deal, or do you think he's just somehow been on a hot streak for like six? I don't months? know because I can't fucking stand the guy. <laughs> yeah, let me be clear to everyone who's listening to this podcast: Jordan Bennington, Jordan Bennington sucks. Officially canceled. His tweets were beyond the pale. He was not a child. When I was 21, I wasn't tweeting, like, racist Sorry, shit. but to me, if you're over 16, you're no longer a child. If you can legally drive a car, which is more or less a killing machine, you are not a child anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I don't find him to be, like, like a, someone to root for. But it's hard to deny that he is probably the reason that they are playing in the Stanford yeah. final. Can't have it all. Whatever. Should we talk about the Bruins? Let's talk about the Bruins! We're saying a uh, fond farewell to the absolute Canes. Because the last time we talked, uh, they had not yet been swept. But they they were sweeped. You know what? I'm really excited for them. I know this is not a Canes podcast, but I'm very pro-Cane. And I think they're going to have a really exciting free agency run this summer. Because they are operating with about 70% of their cash Jesus. base right now. So they have a ton of money to throw around. And I think if I were someone like... Eric Carlson. They should give some money to the Puck Bunnies. Yeah, they should also sign yeah. us. Fifth line defense. <laughs> Let's go. But if I was someone like Eric Carlson, if I was someone like Braden Point, Ooh. even, I think he, I think he's going to be an RFA. I would be looking at a team like Carolina where, like, you could really Stop make Stop saying mark. these sexy things to me. I know. You have a coach who, like, it's a player coach who understands players. and A great culture. And it's yeah. cheap to live there. Damn. Mm. So I'm excited for them. I'm sad they got bounced. They went farther than anyone thought they were going to go, though. So like that story has no almost no. It's also like thinking me. about their season. They yeah. won in Vancouver for I think like the first time in franchise history. They won at Madison Square Garden for the first time in you know 14 or 15 years or whatever. But those were big things for like the team. And most importantly, they made a whole lot of people really mad. What more can you really ask for? Every day I wake up and I hope. And I open my eyes and I say, I hope I make someone so mad at me today that they block me on Twitter. And I hope you do. I hope you all do that. I hope that's the energy that you all greet every day with. All I want in my life is for Don Cherry to just really publicly denounce me on television. Honestly, like, I can see that happening in the next three to five years. If we keep going like we're going, Don Cherry is going to be on the TV calling the Puck Bunnies a bunch of bitches. <laughs> That's good. So what did you think about the Bruins? I mean, unstoppable. You wa- you saw the first game and like you knew it was going to be. I don't it's like you knew it was going to be over. It was not People balanced. and I and by people I mean mostly Bruins fans talked up how bad the Canes looked, but also like the Bruins are very good. They're a very good team full of very bad boys. Their special teams carries them. And that's what they're supposed to do. That's why they're there. Just like looking at the power play, especially compared to North Carolina, come on and raise up. (laughs) Looking at the Bruins power play compared to the Canes power play. The Bruins scored on their power play at least once in every game of the series. It was so that they went seven for 15. I would like to hear your guess as to how many, what, what the Canes power play record was this series. There's no way they got one power play goal. They actually only did get one power play goal. Oh my god! They went one for fourteen. Oh. We're proud. They got one. 
There was one point where they, it was it was a five on three, and I think I was like texting you. I was, like, I was screaming. This that's got to be something they have to address. Yeah, this season like you can't you can't have a power play like that. If that didn't sink them alone, Tukarask was also just on fire. I think his save percentage was point. It was like point nine six or something. That's scary. I don't like that. He's scary. I mean, I like him. I am terrified of him, as I have, yeah. as is on record on this podcast. I am terrified of that man. I love him. And I love how much Bruins fans hate their own goalie. They should stop that. They should They should embrace Boston that. fans, man. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Is the Bruins boat canceled? Are you going to bring the Bruins boat back for the Stanley Cup final? Christina, this is a sore <laughs> subject. Do you feel responsible for what you've done? I'm trying not to. <laughs> Big bad Bruins. I'm trying not to feel bad for <laughs> discovering and then disseminating the Bruins boat um, among my loyal followers. The good news is that we now have a blues boat. It's like a blues, like, raft. <laughs> yeah, it's like some Tom Sawyer shit. All that matters is that we have it. Thank you for <laughs> made that and, and put Gloria on the side. That's awesome. Thank you. So we'll see. I, I haven't really given it any thought yet. Now I have, like, six days to think about it. So I can be convinced either way at this point. They don't play for six days. Audrey, I, when you said that to me, my eyes teared up. Because, <laughs> like, what am I going to do with my brain This is for practice for the offseason. I'm going to have to watch basketball. Maybe I'll watch some basketball. <gasps> you want to watch some basketball with me? That'd be fun. Oh my God. We can, our, our spinoff podcast, Ball Bitches. <laughs> um, okay, wait. What what else was I going to say about the Bruins? Um, their bottom six is like unfucking stoppable Basically, everybody on their bottom six had a goal or two. Because like, who the fuck is Connor Clifton? I've never heard of that person before, but he scored. It's hard for me to make predictions about what's going to happen. Like, I really don't know. These are two teams that, like, I've only been paying attention to for, like, two weeks now. Yeah. So it's going to be a very new experience for me. I don't know. I mean, I would probably say the Bruins are going to I'm excited to get yelled at by Bruins fans. Yeah, because it's part of our ethos to, like, piss people off all the time. Um, Speaking of pissing people off, would you like to take some calls? Yes. Wait, before we take calls. Yeah. You got to make a prediction. I say Bruins in six. You know what? Usually we have the same predictions. So I'm going to um, say blues in seven. Okay. Are you just saying that to like have to a different opinion? Yes, team? I am. Okay. That's, that's valid. That's fine. <laughs> Let's take some calls. Hey, Pug Bunnies. This is Michael from Raleigh again. Uh, really wishing right now you guys could have come back to Raleigh and given the Canes a bit of that Pug Bunny magic because they sure need it right now. Uh, as of this call, the Canes are down three to zero in the series, zero to three, whatever. And I'm hoping for the best, but uh, trying to prepare for the worst. And uh, part of that prep is related to my question. Uh, my job has a Slack with some random off-topic channels, and uh, one of the prominent users of our Slack is a uh, diehard Boston sports fan, who uh, the kind of guy who Monday after the Super Bowl wouldn't stop spamming the channel about how Tom Brady is the GOAT. I'm assuming you know the type. He's already posted once or twice about the Bruins, and I know that if the Canes lose the series, he'll be posting some more. And if they actually win the championship, it's going to be it's going to be bad. So, what's your advice for dealing with uh, coworkers who are bad fans of bad sports teams that aren't mine? Thanks. Block and report. <laughs> Fire them. Get them fired. Get them fired. Plant drugs in his uh, desk. 
Yeah. That's my honest advice. Like, make a bunch of really sexist memes. Hack into his email account. Plant them there. Have him send them to, like, the secretary. Boom, boom, boom. Done. She gets to make money from her harassment lawsuit. He gets fired. You're good to go. Yeah, you never have to hear the bad sports opinions ever again. Boston fans are truly the worst. Uh, Yeah, because, like, they've never had a bad Mm -hmm. team for, like, the last 20 fucking years. And they also just have too many sports. You shouldn't have a city that has every team. Calm down. Yeah, like, they have baseball team, basketball team, Redistribute the wealth. Redistribute the douchebags. How to, how to really deal with them? Um, I say just, like, call them racist all the time. Let me tell you my strategy, which is also my strategy for dealing with people who have a problem with Tom Wilson. So you know it works. <laughs> <laughs> just lean into agreeing with them. Yeah, they don't know how to react. Like, if this guy comes in and is like, wow, you see the game last night? Kane's really shit the bed. You can be like, yeah, it's because our power play is dog shit. And hey, Pasta looked really good out there last night. Glad to see he's bouncing back from whatever's been bothering him at the end of the regular season. And this guy will be like, what? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my advice. Christina, do you have any more advice? Uh, other than, like, trying viciously to get him fired, uh, you could you could call them racist. Like, just be like, wow, I guess you're from Boston. That means you... There's a 95% chance you're right. Oh, you obviously hate black people. You've obviously done police brutality. Yeah, you love cops. We got a text. Would you like to read it? Yes. I had a friend agree to buy his wife a French bulldog if the Blues won the cup. What is the most ridiculous thing you have agreed to or said you would do if your team won? That's really cute. I hope the Blues win just Yeah, French bulldogs are really cute. You know who kind of looks like a bulldog, a French bulldog? David Perron. <laughs> he does! Weirdly, also, you know who looks like a French bulldog? is uh, His name is escaping me right now. The guy who I said was interesting looking but not hot on the Bruins. Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, he kind of looks like one. He looks like a dog. He looks like some breed of dog. Maybe a whippet. No, he's too, he's normal proportion. He's too normal proportion <laughs> to be a whippet. Most ridiculous thing you've agreed to or said you would do if your team won. The most ridiculous thing that we've done is gone to Raleigh because the Canes made the playoffs. That's the thing is like Audrey and I have to be extremely careful about like what we say we're going to do. Because we'll do it. Yeah, we have a disease. <laughs> like you, you guys need to understand that we have a disease where if we say we're going to do X crazy thing, then like we'll do it. Like it's that legally means create a podcast. That means imagine a world in which the Canes had won the Stanley Cup. Christina would have had to get "Give Me Fuel, Give Me Fire, and Give Me Nino Niederreiter" tattooed on her ass. She actually would have had to do that. I would have done it. Like we, I would have bullied myself into it. You would have bullied me into it. <laughs> I need you guys to understand. Like we went to Raleigh because of a yeah. bit. We started this podcast because of a bit. We're going to Vancouver. <laughs> We're friends because of a bit. We are friends because of a bit. It's true. It's really true. Who knows what we'll do? Who knows what we'll do next? Like a natural thing for us was to say like, oh yeah, we're going to go to the NHL draft. (laughs) To be fair, we're not actually going to the draft. So at least there's that. Right. Please don't invite us to the draft. We don't want to go. We want to go to the party. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you know if you're having a draft party, please. We'll try and work you into the schedule. Oh, wow. We have plans. We have a lot of plans. That's true. We're going on every podcast. Hi, Christina. Hi, Audrey. It's Catherine. I recently got suspended from Twitter for telling the turf to shut the fuck up. So what's going on on hockey Twitter? I'm very curious to know what's going on. Okay, thanks. Bye. 
What the fuck? If you're a turf and you're listening to this, fuck you. Honestly, fuck off. Fuck Twitter. Catherine, I'm so sorry. I love you. Yeah, it sucks because, like, TERFs are, like, very good at weaponizing the Twitter report function. So, like, they'll go through all your shit. Also, just some tips for you. If you're on Twitter a lot and you don't want to get banned, periodically advance search your tweets for the words die or death or kill and delete those tweets. Mm -hmm. Because if you ever piss someone off. They'll go back and look for those immediately. Yeah, I periodically do that. What an incredible website. I know. I'm so glad that we found each other <laughs> on this, on it. Catherine, that sucks. I'm sorry. Nothing good has been going on. All on that's been Twitter. going on at Hockey Twitter is that somebody sent me the blues boat and <laughs> people are arguing about Capo Caco versus Jack Hughes and people are arguing about whether the Bruins are actually a quote unquote heavy team. And um, that's about it. Oh, also, uh, this may be of interest to you. Um, Dylan Larkin's dick fell off. What? You can't just say that stuff to me. No, I'm sorry. Mallory and I were watching, like, we've been watching a lot of the, like, IAHF stuff. And big perverts. Dylan Larkin got hit in the torso, the lower torso. Lower body. Lower body. The lower torso portion of his body in a game against Canada yesterday and was... I don't think they've said whether or not he's going to be out the rest of the tournament. But Mallory and I agreed that his dick fell off. That's what it looked like. You know, I want to bust Dylan's balls, but not like this. Hey, Puck Bunnies. Love your show. This is Joe from North Carolina. I've been listening to you guys ever since Sarah Siv gave you credit for give me fuel, give me fire, give me Nito, Nito Ryer. Anyway, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I'm hoping you can help me out with your with my question. Lately, a bunch of people have been asking Tom Brady to break their face on Twitter. What does that mean? And if you could have one NHL player break your face, who would it be? Thanks. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sir, thank you for this amazing call. Okay, so if you were not on Twitter this weekend, you missed Tom Brady. (laughs) Essentially tweeting, like... The weirdest man on Earth. Yeah, the weirdest man on Earth. Tweet the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Which is, like, he doesn't understand the trend. Did he quote tweet somebody saying this? Yeah, he did. (laughs) So there's like, I mean, if you're alive on the internet, which you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you know it's a colloquialism now to say like, I want X to run me to over like the car. It's like stand kind of language. It's easier to say like, I, I wish that like Tom Wilson would hit, hit me with a truck than to say like, I wish Tom Wilson would fuck mm-hmm. me because that's weird. Both are true. Both are very true. <laughs> um, So that's what that means. Break my face is basically just slang for uh do me on it yeah bang it out put the p in the g or any other combination or none of those above combinations yeah whatever sexually active in whatever way you feel comfortable that is what it means whatever hole you Mm -hmm. desire or no holes or no holes or multiple wow this is great we're really killing it (laughs) so christina if you could have one nhl player break your face who would it be this is hard I know, because it's like, because to me, like, break my face is not the same as run me over with a truck or, like, hit me with a baseball bat. I would like, um, oh, you know who it is. It's Justin Williams. Oh, fuck! With the beard. If we're going with that vibe, I would say that mine would be Jacob Markstrom. Interesting choice. That's a deep cut, Audrey. Jacob Markstrom is on the Canucks. Yeah. Is there gold? Yeah. 
Okay. So do you see the picture that I sent to you and Justin yesterday? No. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. I didn't know he looked like that. Oh, no. With the sleeve. I have a really gross one. All right. Patrick Laine. That is gross. I know. It's gross. I'm not not into it. He's also, like, 20. That is not true. He's, like, Austin Matthews' age. They were in the same draft class. Okay, he's 21. Oh, my God. He's a Taurus. Okay, if we're going with Jets that I'd like to break my face, Light it's Adam Lowry. Oh, baby. Yes. <laughs> All of them can line up and, like, hit me with a baseball bat. I would mm-hmm. love that. Wow, it's been a long time since I've um, had human touch. It's also been a long time since we got aggressively horny on the show. So here it is. We got one last text this week, and it says, Hey, this is kind of a general question, but do either of you listen to Alex Leahy, specifically the recent album? I need some good reaction content. I'm going to go with a hell yeah, we both (laughs) listen to Alex Leahy. I tweet about her constantly like a little stand freak. I love her. I think we just used one of her songs on the show like a couple weeks ago. From her 2017 album, I Love You Like a Brother. Pop punk instant classic. I love her new album. I think it's a huge step forward for her, both sonically, lyrically, and just production-wise. I think every song sounds different, which yeah, is great. Yeah, I do like that. I haven't listened to the full album, but I've listened to, like, four or five different songs from, from it, and they all sound so different. Which is, like, big because her last album, one knock against it, is that, like, it did kind of sound very similar. And you know I don't like pop punk. That's, I, please don't say that to me. That hurts my feelings. I like her music. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I, I describe her to a lot of people as Australian Paramore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like that's right. From what you listen to, what's your favorite? My favorite is probably Don't Be So Hard on Yourself because I'm pretty hard on myself. I don't know about you. It's like an anthem. I've never once been hard on myself. That's false. I liked, uh, Am I Doing It Right? I really liked. And also, I Need to Move On. Yeah, wow, that sounds like uh, some mm-hmm. Audrey stuff. Yeah, so stream stream Alex Leahy, buy her album. I'm seeing her in September. I'm That's so excited. cool. Do you want me to do an unboxing right now? What do you What do you have? It's just some ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody can hear this. Wow. What's in there? What'd you get? Oh! Oh! It's waterproofing and stain spray for my new white sneakers. Wow, wow, wow. Would you like to know what I got in the mail today? My passport! Uh, Oh my god. A mere, like, 29 days until we leave for Vancouver, British Columbia. We have to talk about Vancouver about 50 times a day to feel any emotion. It's the only thing that gets my serotonin production going. Yeah. So Audrey has been terrified for about a month now that, like, I just wasn't going to get my passport. Yeah. After sending $250 in the mail and my old passport and almost my social security card before I took <laughs> it out of my old passport, since I love to live on the precipice of life ruining identity theft at all times, I got my passport back and my picture looks really good. So our next episode is going to be like probably the second to last of the season. I'm like sad about that, but I'm also happy that you get to take some time off. Thank you. I may get a full two weeks off. You can call in with your questions or suggestions for next week's episode at 774-318-6952. I have no idea why I'm doing my customer service voice right now. Turn that yeah, off. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Wait, I'm going to do ASMR with the spray. Okay, thank you.
<laughs> wow, I've tingled so hard right now. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm tingling. My brain is having an orgasm. You can also follow us on Twitter at puckbunnies underscore pod and on Instagram at puckbunniespod no underscore. Give us some money because we don't have any and we would like some more money. Please. At patreon.com slash puckbunnies. I am Christina and Audrey is spraying waterproof spray into the air right now. And this has been Puck Bunnies. I'm Audrey. Sorry, I'm back from spraying. Okay, bye. See you guys next week. <laughs> bye. Bye.